From American Salon Magazine and .com, I'm Gordon Miller, and this is American Salon Stories, our weekly podcast featuring some of the most interesting people we know. So today I'm going to share a conversation with one of my most favorite people in the industry. Let me say that a different way. One of my most favorite people on the planet, the chief awesome empowerer. I love saying that. I love saying that so much. The chief awesomeness empowerer at Passion Squared, my good friend, Nina Kovner. Hi, Gordon. Hey, Nina. Welcome to American Salon Stories, our podcast, our first guest. I love it. I, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait. Like, I want you to do them all right now because I want to hear every single interview, every single guest. This is so needed. And of all the people I can imagine to launch a podcast of this nature, you're the guy. You're the guy. So thank you. So you're, you're making me rethink strategy. So perhaps it should be kind of like the Netflix American Salon podcast where we do them all at once so people can binge listen. <laughs> I love it. To American yeah. Salon stories. Thank you for being here. So, so let's start out. I'd love for you to do kind of the 30 second self intro because I'll spend the next five minutes saying all the wonderful things that I know to be true about you. But give us that 30 second. Who is Nina? What is Passion Squared? Fill us in. Okay. Well, uh, I'm in the empowerment business. I'm, as you said, the chief awesomeness empower at Passion Squared. And what that means is every single day when I wake up, I get to empower the people I love, which are creative small business owners in the professional beauty industry. And that's really what Passion Squared is about. We work on empowering owners through workshops and classes and trainings and programs and all sorts of stuff to um, help owners become empowered to make better decisions and live a more awesome life and have a more awesome business. And you're really, really good at it. I, I mean, I, I know that myself, but I also hear that from so many people. You've made such a great name for yourself. First and foremost in the industry, you've been doing this for a long time. So I want to yeah. give you, I want to give again that fast version of what you were got, how you got into this and what you were doing. Um, but also, you know, you're a, you're a speaker, um, you're a coach, as, as you mentioned, um, you're a role model for so many people in this industry. Um, and you're a thought leader. You're someone who's really been at the forefront of this whole movement in social and digital. Um, and you, you play an important role in, in the industry for so many people. So, so give some, give us a little bit of the backstory. You know, like many of us, I, I, I started in beauty school. I, I wanted to do hair and it was the first place I felt I belonged and I had found my tribe. And, 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 and my second month of beauty school, I showed up at the IBS New York show of all shows and met the Paul Mitchell people. And that really was set the whole trajectory for my entire career. I became an educator straight out of beauty school and was hired by one of the greatest distributors of the time, Davidson Beauty Supply. And they really were my first entry into the business side of the business. And I couldn't have had better coaches and trainers then. And, uh, and then throughout my entire career, working for John Paul Mitchell Systems and having coaches like John Paul DeJoria and Luke Jacob Ellis. So I, you know, 
for as much as, as I contribute and you said, you know, role model or, or whatever, you know, that, that quote about I've stood on the shoulders of giants. I mean, I literally have stood on the shoulders of giants and, uh, without every single one of them that, that instilled in me, you know, values and ideas and concepts and leadership, I, there's, I wouldn't be here today, you know? So, um, that's really kind of the long, short story. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I love the IBS connection. So full transparency, International Beauty Shows New York is the sister event of American Salon. We're owned by the same company, Questex. And if you pay close attention to an IBS ad, it always says presented by American Salon. So that was cool that unknowingly, that. yeah, you and I have that connection from, from way back. Also, though, you know, it's interesting. We live in interesting times, right? Um, you and I are, are so passionate about the social and digital web and all the things that are happening, all the amazing talents that are bubbling up. And one of the big, there's so many surprises that have come out of, of what we've witnessed. Um, and to me, one of the, the big surprises, uh, kind of an aha, it relates to beauty shows, um, is as we're meeting these people and talking about their journeys, how few of them know about or have attended big beauty shows. And I'm talking about some people who are making a big difference in the industry. And we've been around for a while, so we kind of think of it as as part of the landscape. Your life was changed because of a beauty show. No and, question. And and when I talk to a lot of those coming up who maybe haven't been, I, I've long been a proponent of this is such a, a great microcosm of the entire industry, a great place to to meet and experience. So has nothing to do with IBS. We're not making a pitch for, for our version of beauty shows, but talk a little, just a second about that. Cause that's like the real world. And what's your take on, I don't know, the opportunity to, to be with people in real time. Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting that you bring this up because I obviously think about this a lot too. It's, it's just, everything's kind of changed and everything's not, you know, it's one of those things kind of like, you know, we were talking about, we were having a conversation earlier about certain, you know, how things remain so constant in so many ways. So we are meeting differently today, you know, so where we normally back in the eighties or the nineties, maybe would have met each other at a beauty show. Now we may be meeting each other on Instagram, but then we get to meet each other again at a beauty show. So I, I, what I love about what's happening now, quite, quite honestly, is that, is that I'm seeing this, this Instagram community getting excited about beauty shows, you know, whereas maybe the older generations are kind of burnt out on beauty shows. But again, that initial relationship is being built on a social platform. And then we all get to meet up and hang out face to face you know, whether it's at ISSE Long Beach, which is happening in a couple of weeks or, or New York or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the show is. And, you know, it, it really makes me think about, I don't know how many years ago it was Hairbrained. And when Hairbrained did their first meetup at, at ISSE Long Beach, and there was this community happening on Hairbrained for quite a while before that first meetup, but something was so magical when we sat in the lobby bar at the Hyatt and finally got to meet face to face and hug and connect and celebrate with those that we had been hanging out with online for sometimes years, you know, before, before meeting them. So I'm inspired by the way things are transpiring. And 
I love the fact that we do get to build relationships on the daily, whether it's on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, yet we still have these opportunities to actually meet up face to face, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the shows, you know, for, for a while there, I wasn't, you know, I think like any, (laughs) I'm not going to speak for everybody, but you know, after you've been to a million shows over almost 30 years, sometimes you get a little burnt on them. And I, I was that person, you know, maybe six years ago. And now I'm stoked about what's happening and whether I'm present at that show or not is irrelevant because I'm such a good social listener and paying attention. I see what's happening at every show and I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the energy. I'm inspired by the community. And I really hope that the people that are leading these shows see that magic and see that energy and leverage that even more to create an even more awesome environment for these passionate entrepreneurs and passionate creatives. And I'm stoked. I'm, I'm excited. Well, and I think, again, you and I've been kind of in and around social for, for quite a while now. And, and we together, you know, we're out there pitching shows and, and doing our best to be in front of audiences, I don't know, five years ago or however long ago it was. And, and it was a very different experience. Um, today, and we're, we're proud as American Salon to be doing American Salon social panels that shows, and you've certainly participated in lots of them. And like you mentioned, we're doing with, one with you in Long Beach. We've got something cooking for Las Vegas. But the shows, I think this year, last year too, really have started to embrace this idea. And I think um, that's so cool. And and the getting together, you know, it's crazy, the, 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 the getting together in person, it's like, it's the gold standard. I think everybody still recognizes that, you know, it's... Um, Sometimes I think of like what's happening on social media. It's kind of like beauty Tinder, you know, that's happening (laughs) and, and, and it's making these connections. And then it's like, ah, we're going to actually meet in person for the first time, you know, wear wear a a red carnation so I can recognize you. Right. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Cause again, these relationships are, I love the beauty Tinder, by the way, and I'm still single. So go figure, you know, (laughs) like clearly I'm not, I'm not using my platform. Uh, to the best of its abilities, but uh, that's funny. Uh, It is, it is. We are a tight community online, you know, and these relationships are so solid. And so it is that meeting, that initial meeting when you, when you first connect with, you know, one of your Instagram friends that you have never met, it's truly, truly special. And I'm, and again, you know, I'm really excited because ISSE is coming up and it's my favorite part, you know, just to like see all these smiling faces and beautiful hearts and brains. And uh, it's, it's just really, really cool. And again, it's taking that existing legacy uh, system that we've had for decades and decades and decades in the industry and, 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 and melting it into this incredibly exciting future of, of social. And so, and, and it's just like for salon business. It's not about one or the other. Just because we can build relationships and referrals on Instagram doesn't mean we don't build relationships and referrals uh, offline. Of course we do. The, 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 the beauty of social, as you well know, is that we have a whole new layer of opportunity to build those relationships and word of mouth and stuff. And that, when you put those two together, that is when, you know, you have the ideal situation to create awesome all over the place. 
And so you're spending a big part of your time coaching salons and, and independents, stylists to use these tools, but also to be smarter and, and, and better at the business of beauty. So talk a little bit about, you know, some of the bigger ideas or some of the more common things that, that you're dealing with and that you're sharing as it relates to kind of any and all of that? That's a great question. You know, because of my background, I am a former VP of marketing and I built brands for a very long time and I'm passionate about it and I'm really good at it. And one of the things that I saw missing for a, a salon was you know, well, we get so excited as entrepreneurs to start a business. And we're like, I'm going to do this beautiful build out and look at my reception desk and look at the chairs that I got and look at my new sinks and look at my paint color and look at my logo. And I'm like, okay, that's all good. But like, where's your story? You know, and I mean, you have a whole podcast around stories and we know the impact that storytelling can have. And, 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 and the biggest challenge that I see and where I put so much of my energy is in helping these owners build a relevant, purposeful brand story, which then bleeds into culture and leadership and marketing and online storytelling and offline storytelling. And it helps with recruitment. It helps with retention. Uh, it helps with healthy boundaries. It helps with training and leading. It's everything, the whole experience, right? And it's definitely something that's not taught in beauty school. And, um, Many owners, as you know, that we work with, uh, have not gone to marketing school or I didn't even go to marketing school. Right. So, um, it, it really is something that I'm seeing more and more, particularly it I actually was just, just did a workshop on this this morning for my A school group, really, really talking about the challenges that we have when we say we can't find staff or we can't retain staff, or we have a mean girl culture, or we, all these things we've heard for years, right, around this stuff. And so much of it comes back to lack of brand clarity, lack of culture, lack of health, healthy boundaries, and lack of leadership and communication, not because people aren't intelligent. We work with highly intelligent people. It's just a matter of having a better understanding of what it all means and how it all fits together in order to make better decisions for your business and your brand. And, and, you know, like I said, in the beginning to me, empowerment means when, when I give you the tools to make better decisions, I don't want to make the decisions for you. I don't want to tell you what to do. That's not helpful. That means you're going to be reliant upon me. I don't want you to be reliant upon me. I want you to be reliant upon yourself. And I'll, I'll be there to support you and I've got your back, but I want to empower you to make better decisions. And this to me is kind of that core foundation that we skip over because we're so excited about the new sink and the new stations and the new whatever, you know? So tools, you know, you, you kind of reference tools and as an industry, you know, I, I don't know if there's a, another group of people who are so enamored with, obsessed with their tools um, than hairdressers. And I mean the shears, the combs, the brushes, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of the coin, because I, I, I think we kind of agree, it's like pretty much everybody in this business is a business person. Or if you're going to be successful, you have to be. You have to be thinking about the business, whether you're working behind the chair as an employee or whether you're an independent or whether you're an owner, you, you, you have to recognize that you're in business and you need business tools. 
And social and digital has been this whole evolution of tools that has kind of been the democratization of the industry that's allowed the independence to bubble up and to flourish. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your take on that, but I want you to start with a tool that you offer the industry. And I think it's, you know, it's representative of a whole category of tools, which is online learning, online coaching. That's a school because you mentioned it, but we have to explain what a school is. A school is, uh, it stands for awesome school. And what a school is, is it's an online subscription program that I created for owners where I get to do life coaching and be present for them every day. One of the other challenges, the previous question you asked was about kind of challenges. The other challenge that, that we all have as creative small business owners is that we feel so very alone, right? It's lonely being the owner. It's lonely being the leader. And I wanted to create a program where I could stay present 24 seven, pretty much. Well, not seven, because I take at least one day off a week. So 24 six or sometimes 24 five, but you know what I mean? And, um, I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to have all the support you need, but I also want to be able to hold you accountable because we all get off track and who holds the owner accountable, right? So I created that program based on those problems that existed and, and a school is my solution to, to those problems. And, um, it's, it's, <laughs> It's the coolest group. It is the coolest group. I get so emotional. I mean, I'm emotional. You guys know I'm emotional. If you know me, you already know that I'm emotional. But I get so emotional when I think about this crew because they are some of the most courageous, uh, passionate, purposeful, intelligent, kind group of, of, of owners I, I've ever, ever seen. And um, they're, they grow and, and they support each other. And it's just, it's just like, it's just amazing. I love them. Well, and again, it's, it's, again, this whole space has brought ideas and best practices and again, tools and support. And, and I, and I love the, the idea of the connectivity, you know, sharing in, you know, both challenges and sharing in, in ideas and, and, and sharing in success. Um, and all this happens because we have these cool online tools and you're using them. Totally. I mean, I, part of a school as well as a standalone product that, that I, or service product, whatever that I offer is my, my text coaching program. And the fact that we have a platform that we can deliver morning messages to our tribe is, is, is such a gift because again, kind of going back to that accountability, it's so easy as a creative human to get off track. We have a million ideas in our head. We are highly emotional. I'm generalizing, but again, I'm just, this is my tribe, right? We're emotional. We, we feel things and we've got a million things on our plate. And sometimes we get super overwhelmed. Some of us suffer from anxiety or depression or whatever. And so to be able to connect daily with a little infusion of intention, of love of focus is to me what's important. And, and I know this because I know my tribe so well, and that's kind of marketing one-on-one shit, right? It's like, you know, understanding our vibe attracts our tribe, go to back to Seth Godin tribes, which my group's reading right now. I read that when it first came out almost 10 years ago, it's still so relevant and so, so ahead of its time because 
Seth, because he's Seth. But, uh, you know, it really goes back to really understanding that tribe and, and, and having a means of communication and um, an idea, right? I mean, basically a vision, shared vision, that's tribes. An idea, a shared vision, and a way to communicate. And, and, and once you get that, it's unlimited. It, it, yet, yet, simple concepts, not easy in execution, as you know, or else everyone would be doing it. So we, d- we need to do a Seth, a Seth Godin shout out because yeah. um, he's a hero of both of ours. We, we were lucky enough to go to an event of his recently together. You got to, you got to Snapchat with him. So, so Seth Godin, for those who don't know, G-O-D-I-N, and it's SethGodin.com. Did I spell that right? Of course I did. And um, SethGodin.com, he has a blog, that uh, a newsletter slash blog that I suggest anybody who wants to be a great marketer subscribes to. It's what about, it's about two sentences a day and it's, it's brilliant. So highly recommend and tribes. Great, great, great book. Um, what's, if you're going to pick something that's like, like hot in the social digital space, you got to pick one to, to, to chat about quickly, like, like what's, what's hot on your, on your brain. The platform changes, right? The platform always changes. So, but I do, I do have this really like renewed sense of, uh, renewed sense of hope and uh, opportunity with Facebook. You got to mm. love Zuckerberg, man. Like, yep. you know, for a minute there, we weren't quite sure. And then, and then last year they just said, you know what? We ain't going nowhere. And the opportunities that they created for us just in 2016, I can't even imagine what's around the corner. So, you know, like everybody knows, or maybe you're hearing this for the first time, but video, 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 right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how many times we can say it, except in 2012, you and I were saying social, 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 no one would listen to us. So right. I guess, I guess we need to keep saying video, video, video. Uh, but because it, with the introduction of Facebook live and uploading native videos to Facebook, meaning uploading directly to Facebook, you know, they've made it very clear. If you want to be seen, if you want to engage, if you want to build relationships on Facebook, you better get your act together in the video game. And then they just introduced audio, right? So we have this incredible, you know, semi-podcasting opportunity with audio. So they are not messing around. And I'm, I'm, I'm very re-inspired around Facebook for business. And then, you know, Instagram, Instagram keeps turning it up, you know, and I'm stoked. I'm loving Instagram live. However, however, what I am seeing, and I'm not surprised, is that um, everything, the sameness, the sameness and the, the kind of flatness and monotony of the Instagram feed, you know, it's definitely yeah. hit kind of critical mass. And the algorithm to me has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with the algorithm. It has to do with us as storytellers and, and as things get bigger, you know, it's not as interesting. So it happened to Facebook. And I think there's been kind of a swing. I think the same swing is going to come around with Instagram. I, I hope that people decide to keep it a little more real on Instagram. I'm not a fan of fabricated stories. I'm not a fan of fabricated images. I feel there's going to be a much more raw, authentic 
vibe. I think we can all see through the pre-planned, like perfect, like here's my coffee and here's my cigarettes. Well, that would have been mine. Like here's what, <laughs> here's my here's my espresso and my marmalade. No, but you know what I mean. Like the things that are so um, edited. You know what mm -hmm. I mean. And, and and if we look back to the beginning of Instagram, the beauty of Instagram was it wasn't really edited, minus like filtering stuff, which was fun. But it wasn't so fabricated. And then it's gotten very fabricated. And I I'm looking for it to swing back to keeping it real. So I'm inspired by those ideas. And then the last thing, which is a huge focus of mine has been for years, but I built a workshop around it is storytelling. Mm -hmm. And you know, that kind of feeds into this monotonous graphic situation, which is just like picture, picture, picture. And while a picture is worth a thousand words, words give context to a picture and being able to storytell to an audience that is inspired on an emotional level is the way we build those relationships is the way we connect and engage. And my whole focus is around helping my tribe become uh, more relevant, effective, awesome storytellers. You know, so the whole storytelling thing is so fascinating because it's the, I, I'm reading this great book called the attention merchants, which is kind of the history of advertising from the 1800s and actually they go back before that but the whole storytelling idea you know it's it's such a part of who we are as people it is it is how we learn but you know kind of what you just described you know it's that that going from the word to the image and then ultimately to video which is the combination of words and images you know and, and then live being in, in many ways the gold standard in terms of authenticity you know because sure. you're, not, you're not being highly produced you know, and then again, you and I've talked about this before about, you know, in our industry, the best practices to be successful, they are what they are, regardless of the tools, you know, building sure. referrals, you know, providing great service. And, and so much of what we do online now is not that different than what we did 20 years ago. We're just using different tools. And then when it comes to the whole storytelling thing, I still go back to the beginning of my career, not recognizing it perhaps at the time, but looking back now going, oh my God, these people are the best storytellers on the planet. I mean, that time you spend with your hairdresser, I just got my hair cut, um, and it was story time. You know, that's, I think that's maybe what we should start calling the time yeah, in the chair. It's, it. it's story time. And, and we as consumers, you know, we, we react to stories, you know? And we do, and we make our choices based on stories. I mean, that's, again, kind of back to brand 101 stuff and marketing 101. I'm going to be inspired to take an action with you. Something is going to inspire me to take an action with you. And it kind of goes to Simon Sinek, start with why in the golden circle, you know, and, and start with why. And, and as, as you and I were raised up, it was always start with what, right? Yep. This is a bottle of shampoo and it creates shine. It's like, really? There's <laughs> nothing inspiring about that that makes you want to take an action with you. Um, as opposed to starting with why Gordon, Every single time I see you, you are so stressed out about the texture of your hair. And you're never going to believe this. I finally found a product that is going to completely change your life. I mean, one's more inspiring than the other, right? Yep. yep. Um, and so why? Why to why uh, you have a problem and I'm here to solve it, right? Yep. Yep. And so stories allow us to do that. I have a story behind that. 
And so I could present a business concept just flat as is, or I could build context around it and inspire a feeling or an emotion that's going to make you say, well, now that's interesting, or I really love her energy. My clients all the time, of course, I ask them because that's what we do as businesses. Why did you choose to do business with me, right? Why did you choose to hit the follow button or the share button or the regram button or the whatever? And it's all wrapped around feelings. I felt this way. You made me feel this way. I felt this. I sensed this. I'd, and it's all feelings. Yeah, I have never met most of my clients. I've never met them. So this stuff's happening online every day. And it's because of the context of the content. It's the story that's wrapped around the content that ultimately speaks to the hearts that are that of my target audience, you know, my tribe. And that's how stories can change Make the, you know, the, the, the story is the difference between I'm going to choose you as a coach or I'm going to choose you. I'm going to choose you as a hairdresser. I'm going to choose you as a hairdresser. You're going to be my nail artist. You're going to be my nail artist. I mean, the, it, it's so much more than what everyone does. Great hair. There's so much great hair. There's so much great hair, right? Especially now more than ever. I mean, there are kids that are just getting licensed that I look at their work and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I was such a hack when I was in, you know, in school and just graduating. And thank goodness I didn't continue to do hair. I don't know if I would have been good or not. I'm not sure. We don't, we'll never know. <laughs> um, but I, I was good at talking and I was good at building relationships and I was passionate. But um, the, the kids today with their techniques and their skill level is the artistry. It's just beautiful. Uh, but like with anything, you can have a lot of beautiful hair. What's going to inspire me to choose one stylist over another? And that goes back to storytelling. And I would add as, as somebody who, you know, I'm a consumer, you know, I, I pay for my services. I always have. Um, I talk to a lot of consumers. I talk to people on airplanes about this. Any chance I get, I'm talking to people about their hair and, and what they think about their hairdressers and salons and how they make decisions. And I'm completely convinced, you know, that the majority of people, the decision, the major decision, the point about who they're going to see to do their hair on a regular basis has very little to do with the quality of the of the haircut or the style that they received, especially from the point of view of a hairdresser. Meaning, you know, it's easy for hairdressers to be judging other people's work or the work that's on the head of consumers they see. How we consumers judge it? I would say 80% has to do with the person who we spent that half hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half with. And, and if they give us an okay something and a fantastic experience, we're going back. Um, the average consumer is not capable of judging hair the way hairdressers do. We get so caught up with that. And how, yeah. many, and how many hairdressers have you and I known over the years who kill it when it comes to putting the work out, but still don't make a great living because they just can't tell the story. They just can't make it's the other side happen. That's right. And the, the experience is the story, right? You know, you and I have talked about this before. People ask me a lot about presentation skills because I am a very effective presenter. And my, my um, kind of disclaimer to that is I've been doing it for 30 years. So like, don't think that like I just woke up last year and said, I'm going to start public speaking. Like I've been, I was trained by the best, you know, and I've done trillions of presentations. With that being said, you know, basic presentation, 
like whether it's a storybook or a play, three-part play we talked about a while back, an open body close, whatever you want to call it. If we take it real back to the beginning of, of salon, that's the salon experience, right? We greet the client. We do the consultation. We do the beverage service. We do the shampoo experience. We do the cutting or the styling. And we do the, um, the clothes, right? The clothes. The clothes may include uh, professional recommendations. It could include a pre-booking opportunity or inspiring someone to share their experience on Yelp. Or it could include now, which it should, documenting and capturing that experience with your set aside beautiful wall that you take pictures on with your ring light and your phone. So this is a story. Every client that comes in is a story and they all have stories behind the story, right? Because when, when I go to somebody, there's, there's something going on with me that inspired the, these crazy braids that I'm wearing right now. There's a story behind this, right? So there's so many little nuggets of, of incredibly fascinating content that we can pull out of what we do every single day. The challenge is, going back to what are some of the common challenges, the biggest challenge I see in this area is we've been doing things the same way for a really long time. And we get, we as humans, I'm generalizing, as humans, we get super comfortable, right? Well, this is the way we do things. This is the way we do things. And this is our timing. And this is our, you know. But where the people are really capturing the content to be able to storytell effectively online is they're not doing things the way we've always done things, right? So if someone used to do a men's haircut in 30 minutes, my, my hair cutter, Carlos Ramos, aka Sugar Skulls, he takes 90 minutes for his clients. 90 minutes. Who in the world would have ever thought, I would have never thought that someone would be doing a 90 minute experience for a dude's haircut? Really? But that's the experience he crafted. And he charges an appropriate amount of money he for sure his does. time. Sure. That's important. That's important to say. Yes, of course. So, but because of that 90 minutes, he gets to capture the experience. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, my colorist, Larissa, she, she's incredible and she taps into not only her expertise but her assistant's expertise to capture the experience to be able to tell the story so there's many different ways to get to this yet one of the biggest challenges i see which is legitimate is i don't have time i don't have time no you don't in the current system but change the system change the result right so if you want a different result then maybe you should be open to looking at your systems. I don't know what that's going to be, but saying I don't have time is just not a good excuse. It's just not. Yeah, you and I agree <laughs> on that point. So, yeah. and it's a it's a major stumbling block for so many people. So yeah. I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's like you know you got to make the time if you if you really if, want if it. it matters to you you will. If it yep. doesn't look and and I, I share this with my clients very you know all the time. You'll never hear me use time as an excuse because I will do a 10 hour binge Netflix binge. <laughs> so how can I do a 10 hour Netflix binge and then turn around and say, I don't have time to write a blog or I don't have time to post to Instagram. That's just not true. I have time. I just chose to watch Netflix for 10 hours and I encourage Netflix binges. I think they're healthy, but then you don't get to use the time, the excuse time excuse. You have time. 
Good point. I'm binging on the Americans right now, by the way, which I, I don't know. I think I'm watching it on Amazon Prime, actually. Four seasons <laughs> that I have to catch up on quickly. Oh, I the Americans. To, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So speaking of that, we're going to we'll begin to wrap up here. Um, and I want to ask you, you know, like, what are you watching, reading, and or obsessed with at the moment? And it doesn't have to do with business. It doesn't have to be about business. That's a good question. Yeah. What I'm reading is, is, is may or may not be exciting to anyone. I I'm going back to my, my foundation and I'm going way back and, and I just went back 10 years and picked tribes up again because that's on my reading list for my A schoolers. And so I'm not going to have my clients do anything I'm not willing to do. And I haven't read tribes in 10 years. So, um, tribes is on my list and, um, Simon Sinek's um, book he came out with, not the most recent book, which I've already read, which is great. The book before Leaders Eat Last is just phenomenal. And I know there's this kind of viral, his millennial video going around. If you don't know Simon Sinek and, and you just want to learn about just what's really happening in the world of, uh, I, I say marketing, he positions himself as leadership. I think it's all blended together. Mm -hmm. um, Start With Why is great. Leaders Eat Last is great. And, um, and so leaders eat last is, is, um, is definitely one that's, that that's on my list right now. And it's interesting that you asked about what I'm watching because I don't read a lot or watch a lot of business because as a content creator and coach and storyteller, it's important that I don't let too much absorb into me that confuses me, that d keeps me from creating, right? I'm a creator. So I've read a lot of books in my time. But more than reading books, I've actually done shit, you know? And so... <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> so I tap... Nine times out of 10, I'm tapping into... When I'm creating anything or, or doing coaching, the stuff I'm tapping into and using is stuff that I was doing maybe 20 years ago in terms of structure or brand storytelling or whatever. So so, so that that's a little disclaimer. I don't... People are like, you should read this. You should read that. I'm like, nah. I, I don't, I, I know. Um, however, I did just start watching on Netflix. There's, um, the CNN series on the eighties. Oh yes. It's, it's, all, on it's all the decade things. And I started watching the eighties, uh, a couple nights ago and it really hit home with me that the, the episode that I was watching was, was, um, pre- pre-cell phone, pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram. Um, it was when we were playing video games and um, had uh, beepers, pagers. And I remember my dad used to have a cell phone, but it was the big brick, like the big, mm -hmm. like, you know, square one or whatever, the, the phones that you, car phones and things you walked up. Anyways, it just... It, it seems like it wasn't that long ago. And maybe because I just turned 50, it actually was a long time ago, but it doesn't seem that way. And so what it, what, what, what it got me thinking about was, was just the dramatic changes that have happened since I was in my twenties and in high or in high school, you know, and, um, early in my career and the tools or the lack thereof, I was just talking to my Lyft driver yesterday about, um, he asked me, he's like, what did we do? Like, how did we know where to go back <laughs> in the day? You know, like, 
before GPS, before, and I'm like, we use the um, Thomas guide because when I was, I was an educator, you know, right out of beauty school. And so I did insulin classes and I drove all over the place. I mean, all over Virginia, all over Maryland, all over everywhere. And I remember I get the address of the class and then you'd get your little guide book out and then you'd have to like, and I'm not the best with maps to begin with. So yeah, I mean, that doesn't seem like it was really that long ago in the big scheme of things. Um, and now I don't even need to have a car because there are cars available to drive me around, driving Miss Nina. And I'm and I'm even older than you, so I, I I remember exactly that same experience. But you could also stop and pull over and would into a gas station where a human being would come outside to your car, yes, and put the gas in, and and ask if you needed any help. And if you were not even really lucky, if you were kind of an average one, they would also clean your windows off. Yeah, <laughs> so and I, give you directions. And, and give exactly. So, oh my yes. gosh. So I'm extra old. So, all right. Well, that that is a, probably the place where we need to stop. And but I want to have you back. And um, we do need to do the American Salon Stories podcast Netflix Netflix binge program. Yeah. Gordon yeah. and Nina. <laughs> so that's got to happen soon. So tell us where we can find you on social. I'm at passionsquared.net on my website, Instagram at passionsquared, Snapchat at passionsquared, Facebook, passionsquared, and Nina L. Kovner, which is my personal page where I do Facebook Lives every week. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Nina Kovner, you guys now know where to follow her. I, I encourage everybody to be following Nina across all the platforms, one of the best resources in the industry. American Swan loves you. Thank you, Nina. I love you guys. Thank you, Gordon. Congratulations on your new podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with another American Salon Stories podcast. In the meantime, we hope you'll follow us on Instagram, where we are known as at American underscore salon, also at facebook.com forward slash American Salon. That's all one word. And of course, on americansalon.com, where you can also subscribe to our free newsletter, Your Daily Beauty Fix. This is American Salon publisher Gordon Miller, and I can't wait to bring you more American Salon stories next week. Mm-hmm.